Good morning, everybody, and uh, and thank you for coming here today. Now, today, what I'd like to talk to you is the, you know, this Tibetan Buddhism. From that angle, I always present and I talk and ideas. It's from the Tibetan Buddhism. Tibetan Buddhism is nothing than that of Buddha's gift to the to us, to the community. Buddha has nothing new to give which is not existing. What Buddha did give is his experience. His experience is nothing new. This is interesting thing. Nothing new. It is what we have, what is our qualities, what do we have, our quality, our capabilities, and our capability, our quality will be recognizing by ourselves. This is important. Uh, one of the great Buddhist teacher India, early Indian teacher called Shantideva, uh, which is uh, Actually, Shanti in Indian language is peace, right? Deva means uh, sort of a, a small G God. So the God of peace or peace of God or whatever. A, a person's name. And uh, why he kept that name? Because he presented something bring peace and harmony with everybody. It's just a little talk that he gave. Uh, it is called Bodhisattva Chaya Avatara in Sanskrit, but uh, the translated into English is called Bodhisattva's Way. Bodhisattva is a terminology they use those who are the masters of love and compassion and those who are earmarked to a perfection of not yet perfect but earmarked to be a perfection perfect of uh, the compassion love and compassion so these are the technically called bodhisattvas so the bodhisattva's way of life and that is his book is where and how he did this book is very interesting. Um, normally, this guy is a funny guy. Um, looks like he just know how to eat and uh, just know how to go to toilet and, uh, and looks like he's sleeping all the time. Uh, sleeping all the time. So the people nickname him uh, the person who knows only three things, and that is how to sleep, how to eat, how to go to toilet. That's all. So one day, you know, there was, you know, in the Buddhist community, that mostly Buddhist monks and nuns, so they live separately. And uh, the monks sort of sends one person to the nunnery for every second week 
to it's almost like uh, to hear confess and and uh, to give some teachings. So one day, the Buddha chose to send this guy who knows only maybe not really Buddha, a little bit later, but whoever the head is, chose to send this guy who knows only three things. So the nuns got offended, you know, really offended. There were so many learned, great, um, the, you know, the holy developed and holy and great ones. They don't send them. They're sending this guy who knows only three things. So what the hell is this? Are they insulting us or what is it? So the nuns thought, all right, they, they, this man are insulting us. So we give them back. So how we should give them back? So they thought about it. They said, all right, well, coming as a representing Buddha, so we must respect. So we'll make him a huge throne. And so collected all their clothes, you know, their dresses and everything they built up, almost touching the ceiling throne. And um, no way of claiming on top. <laughs> There's no step or nothing. So let's see how he goes up there and see what he does. <laughs> so this guy showed up, you know, only knows three things, and comes up from there, from the door, seated throne. And he says, ah, what? Are they doing this for respect me? Or because uh, I'm supposed to know only three things, so did they try to insult me? So he meditated a little while. He knew, he came to know this was for insult. So he raised his hands like this, and the hands goes, the, the books describe the hands goes like elephant uh, tr- trunk, goes up there and uh, press it. And so it went down almost to the floor like this. So then he sat on that. And then he started going up. And so the lecture, what he gave at that time, is nine chapters of how compassionate person should develop compassion and how they work with it, how they deal with it from all angles, angles of generosity, from the angle of morality, from the angle of patience, from the angle of enthusiasm, from the angle of, um, what they call it, conscientiousness, and from the angle of concentration, meditation, and from the angle of wisdom. All these nine different angles become nine different chapters. And these things going up and up and up and up, even beyond the ceilings, and the person at the end disappeared, but you can, the dedication chapter is chapter 10. They could hear the dedication, but see nothing, because they're gone. So that's how he actually, the guy passed away, and that's what he lived. He sort of lived 
out for gift for the rest of the um, the people like us, including us, coming now. I don't know how many centuries later, but you know. So that's what the Buddha's, you know, gift is really is experience. And he said, "When the Majuwan did you me, the you mean?" He said, "I have nothing new to say. No, I'm a great composer." Nothing. However, I'm going to share here the experience that Buddha experience and which I tasted a little bit what Buddha experience I'm going to talk about it. That's how he began. So the Buddhism, the Tibetan Buddhism, what do we offer a little bit? The traditional Buddhist culture will say I the individual speaker have no capability of presenting the Buddha's idea or experience for whatsoever so what a little thing you're going to get it is a a sprinkle of little water from the ocean by little grass picking up from the ocean and throw that sprinkle out. So that much. This is a traditional Buddhist way of telling and uh, it is truth. Absolutely truth. No way what the Buddha's ideas uh, one can present. No way. But a little drop out of it. And that is the Buddha's wisdom that, you know, 2600 years old Buddha's wisdom left for us. And that is essence is nothing but compassion. Compassion. Okay? The moment I say compassion, you may think it's a compassion for someone who is having mental, physical, emotional suffering. That's what you may think. True. But the most important thing I would like to share with you what I little I know. Compassion begins with ourself. Do you hear me? Right, you heard me right. Compassion begins with ourself. It is easy to looking at somebody suffering and say, oh poor you. I don't even know whether that's compassion or not. To some cases it is, some cases not. It is very condescending. That's not compassion. That's not compassion. So the compassion must begin with ourselves. Ourselves, yes, ourselves. Because Knowing our own situation, when you realize our own situation, we have a, something very interesting in our life. I mean, this is, I think, this all the time. When you look in our life, it is a wonderful life, fantastic life, especially if we are American. Or, I mean, honestly, 
all Western Europeans. It's a fantastic life with all kinds of facilities, with all kinds of information, with all kinds of knowledge, with everything. It's a wonderful life. The family, everything, that's in one way. In another way, if you look, we have a wonderful life that is capable of delivering wonderful mind, which is capable of delivering any goods you want in the field of spiritual, in the field of material, in terms of money, in terms of everything. It is capable of whatever you want. Your mind is capable of making that happening. That's your mind. Nobody else. I'm not talking about Buddha's mind. I'm not talking about somebody else or I'm not talking about something we will get in the future. And you and I, we are having it today. Our mind is capable anything you want to. If you want to become a multi-millionaire, your mind is capable. Multi-billionaire, your mind is capable of making that. You don't have worse intelligence than Bill Gates. Honestly, Equally, this guy happens to be focusing, obsessed on it, and working, and pick up, find way to utilize and make it. You can do it. You have it. Your mind is capable. You have that. You want to become like Buddha, totally enlightened, spiritually developed. You're capable. Your mind have it. You have it. That. that is our wealth. That is our treasure. And somehow we have that this lifetime. Really, we do. That's one way of looking. On the other hand, we also have so many pains, difficulties, sadnesses, not fulfilling, tears driving, all kinds of things, emotional stuff, this thing going wrong, that thing goes wrong, you know, all things happening. It is also true and reality. Each and every one of us today, you know, sometimes ourselves is sick, sometimes our loved ones are not well, sometimes, sometimes, you know, this is happening with friends, colleagues, everything. This is happening to us all the time. This is the reality. You cannot deny it is reality. That's the reason why we need compassion for ourselves and for others and for everybody else. Even ourselves, not only the mental, physical, even in a changing 
within ourselves. I don't remember that I look back a few years. I don't think I'm ugly like this today. I don't remember that way. I remember a young, nice little sweet kid running around. Cute one too. <laughs> running around. Honestly. You know, that's what I remember. But it's no longer. It's changing. Changing. I don't remember I'm born with glasses. Uh-uh. No, I did not. So this is happening. So it's changing. These are the sort of basic suffering we endure in our wonderful life. We have those. We have those interruptions also, losing our loved ones. And these ones, that one. And one day we ourselves will pack up and go to all those. These are true reality. And that's why we need compassion for ourselves. Remember, compassion is not something that, oh, poor you, you're going to suffer. What can I do? I'll sympathize with you. That is not compassion. No. Compassion understands the pain that one goes through. Compassion finds how we can support and help. That is compassion. For you, I sympathize. It's not compassion. It's a condescending. Who wants whose sympathy anyway? Do you? No, we don't. Honestly, but support and help, whatever you can. So the Buddha, what he discovered, he discovered this pain and the suffering that we have. It's sort of natural within our life. We can't say it natural, but it is there all the time. We cannot avoid it. Avoid it. it. cannot. But what can you do here? You can get free from that. Freedom is the answer that the Buddha found. It. Freedom, not necessarily from illnesses, but what causes of the illnesses. The beautiful gift that the Buddha had is it's not that the symptom is not so much important, but what causes the pain and the misery is much more important than the symptom. Yes, you don't want the symptoms, but when you what you get rid of how you get rid of the symptoms is causes. So the Buddha saw no other cause. I mean, let me be bare bones and bottom lines. No other cause for us to have the pain and the suffering continuously. Continuously is no other than our negative emotions. That's it. Our hatred, our obsession... And our stupidity, ignorance, confusion, stupidity, what do we call it? 
Traditionally, they call the ignorance, but what we call it ego. That's it. And the Buddha give them a name called three poisons. Poisons. We've been talking about snake and the cobra and all that when I'm diving into there. Yeah, these are that is cobra. Especially the obsession is a cobra. Hatred is a cobra. The ignorance is a cobra. It's a poisonous. That's what we have right inside us. Deeper than our heart inside us. This is the reason why we need compassion for ourselves. Hey, good old American saying, charity begins at home. Compassion begins at your own heart. For yourself. By you, for you. This is not a democracy, but it is by you, for you. We don't want somebody else's sympathy. We want our own compassion for ourselves so that you help yourself. If you don't help yourself, no one else can help you. Believe me. I'm sure your husband is there, your wife is there, your spouse, you know, your children, I don't know, but anyway. Uh, probably your parents will be there and all that but still no one can do something there are times the conditions that no one can do anything sometimes we feel so much that wish we could get inside that and change something but you cannot do Sometimes it happens to be looking at somebody else. Sometimes it happens to be looking at yourself. This is, this is our life. And that's why we need compassion. Compassion by ourselves for us to help for ourselves. Help number one. Recognize the source of the problem. These are the three poisons I told you. Hatred, obsession, and a confusion, ignorance, all that. So what you need, recognize and avoid. Avoid. Not easy. We are addicted. So even though we will giggle and we will go and do it. We know it's wrong. We know it's bad. But still we'll giggle and do it. Right? Because we're addicted. <laughs> Nothing wrong. Nothing to hide. It's true. We all do it. We know we shouldn't do it. Right? But we'll do it. So, because that is because we're addicted. So, recognized. Again, addicted. This is addiction coming. So even late, doesn't matter, better late than never. Recognize, oh no, I went, I've been controlled by addiction. So I will not like the, to submit myself to the addiction. Keep on correcting it. 
When you keep on correcting it, there will be time that you recognize even before, at least during, and then, then before. And that's how you help yourself. Awareness. Okay? Because it's very hard to get. There is no, I mean, I wish there is a, like a, a, a program for these mental addictions. Um, even there is a, a program, even we make one, and we have to make it on this basis. Because of our mind is so capable, no limit. Some people may feel I'm a little dull or stupid, but very few may feel it. But you're not dull, you're not stupid. You didn't work with your mind, and that's why your mind is, uh, I don't know what to say, unused it. <laughs> Honestly, it's unused it. So you have to use it. <laughs> when you use it, this is our biggest wealth, dear. Honestly, nothing. Much more than multi-billion dollars. More powerful than the U.S. military forces. Much more powerful than the atomic bombs. Atomic bomb is the result of our mind. Our mind is made the atomic bomb. Atomic bomb didn't make us. We made them. Don't you realize? Honestly. Every government, military, economic power, we, the, our mind made them. They didn't make us. People forget that. This is a fundamental principle in human rights. This is our creation. We made them. So that is your mind, my mind. We all have that mind. If you don't use it, it is a handful of brain. If you use it, it is your mind bigger than space. Okay, more powerful than anything else ever existed. So realize what you have had. Appreciate them. Make best use of it. That is a compassionate act for yourself. When you begin to know how to help yourself, you do the same thing to your loved ones, the family, fellow countrymen, fellow human beings, and all living beings. That is Buddha's message. That is Buddha's teaching. The bottom line fall down to care. Care. Feel it. Care and help. And you are capable. Wherever it is. Whatever it is. That's what we are. That's what we can do for ourselves. And when we can do for yourself, you can do it for the others. That is how Buddha taught.
trying to help all living beings. That is the essence of Buddha's compassion. That is the essence of Buddha's love. Our problem, not using that, is our addiction to those three poisons. Keep on reducing it. Eradicating is very long way. Keep on reducing it. And uh, every time when you reduce, you gain something. That is your spiritual development. Your spiritual development is not something, a lot of people think, oh, spiritual development is something that you will hit on your head and go crazy. Or something, or go wild or crazy or something. No, absolutely ridiculous. A lot of people do that today, you know. Uh, so p- some are purposely pretend to be hit by something and try to run crazy and do act crazy and, that, and saying, uh, sending a message, try to send a message saying, I'm spiritually developed. Uh, no, you did not. You're not spiritually developed. You're going crazy. <laughs> Honestly, you know. So the spiritually developed person is not going to go crazy. It's to be gentle, kind, and caring. Knows how to handle the life problem. And the person... The personality of an individual is totally soaked in compassion. Nothing else but compassion, care, and love. When you have that, you got something. When you don't have this, we are soaked in hatred and jealousy, obsession. So when you wash that away, try to soak ourselves in love, compassion, care, what we technically call body-mind, the Shantideva's message. Once you've been able to do this, then everything automatically worked out. This is our problem. That's why we're stuck. The beginning is the hardest of all. So you put little efforts, support yourself. You know, normally people say, share your compassion. When you don't have a compassion, what would you share? So develop compassion for yourself inside, and then share that with others. And that's what I learned. For 68 years of my life within the Buddha's message, okay? And that's what I like to, to talk to you. And this is the Buddha's gift. This is the traditional Tibetan Buddhist teachers, what they kept for a thousand years. And that's essence is this. And I'm very privileged and happy and joy to carry that tiny little message and I give it to you. And that also you have to take it in your heart and the change has to make within you. The word doesn't change. Word is even 
parrot will know. The parrot. If you give good nuts, the parrot will know to say the words. It's a nothing. Nothing surprise. But when you make the change within you, everybody will feel that. They love you and they will. You know, we have Buddha's, one of the Buddha's disciples says, when you go near a mountain where there's a lot of gold and then everything nearby will have a lot of golds, they will make changes. If you go a mountain where there are a lot of poisons, everything will become poison nearby. So when you become good, it will affect your spouses, it will affect your family, and they all will go. And this is how love and the compassion and the caring will prevail throughout the humanity. And it is in our own hand. Each and every individual we're here will make difference to our society because society is nothing but a collection of individuals. We are the individuals. We are the seed. We will make difference not only to ourselves but to the society. Not only to the society but to the city, state, city, country, every human being. We can make a difference. That is you. And this is in your own hand. Nobody else. Thank you.